This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. And good morning, everybody. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt, and I'm not here with my little brother Jeffrey. Uh, I am here, however, with a very tasty Bloody Maria that I've made with some Stingenlinger Bloody Mary mix from, uh, actually got this at uh, the 4th Avenue Street Fair, and a little bit of Eredura Reposado. So as the show progresses, we may have more fun or I may just fall over. But here it is. Here's the Fred and Jeff show. Uh, we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. And we invite people to visit us at friendjeff.com, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, Jeffrey's not here and I don't have a guest host, but <laughs> in studio with me is the lovely and vivacious Rhea, who is our uh, producer slash board op slash my drinking buddy because she's got one of these bloody marias too how you doing doing good doing good <laughs> how you doing <laughs> uh, hey you know on a sunday morning the only thing that's missing right now uh aside aside from my brother is uh you know having this bloody bloody uh, maria and uh a cigar but i can't smoke in the studio so that that's uh best we skip that yeah okay uh, so uh actually this is uh this portion of the of the uh, program is uh brought to you by our friends at tucsonhappenings.com tucson happenings is where all the cool kids go and figure out what to do with their lives in the old pueblo um a couple things to do with your lives in the old pueblo coming up this month and actually it's it's shocking that it's already the end of January. I know. Do you believe that? Oh, Jeff, you you showed up. Yes. <laughs> sure. So I, I thought it was I thought it was going to be co-hosting the show with uh, with Rhea, but uh, let's see. Uh, tomorrow is the beginning of February. Yes. The shortest month of the year. Yes. And uh, in on February twentieth. Tomorrow is the shortest day of the year. The shortest month begins. The oh, shortest month. Yeah, but it's leap year. No, it's not. Is it leap year? No, it's not. I'll bet you 20 bucks it's leap year. No, you already owe me 20 bucks. Well, now, we'll, what? We'll call it even then, because right, it's so, leap year. So, uh, let's see, on February 20th at, and 21st is the Tucson, Arizona Boys Chorus Classic Concert. Uh, actually, it's, it's going to be in two locations this year. Really cool, giving people on both ends of the community an opportunity to see the ambassadors in blue jeans. <laughs> so, on Saturday, February 20th, at 7.30 p.m. at Our Mother of Sorrows Church yeah. on 1800 South Cold Road. They're going to be performing. And then the next day, Sunday, uh, the, fe- the 21st of February at 3 p.m., they're going to be at Ascension Lutheran Church up on uh, 1220 West McGee. So uh, they're hitting both ends of this community singing. I guess they're like being ambassadors. They're ambassadors from Midtown. The Midtown Ambassadors, I like so, that. So they're going out to the east side, they're going up to the northwest or northwest side, they're, they're having a good time, and they are going to be performing their little hearts out with uh, uh, Handel, Holst, and some even even some uh, American composers who I'm not uh, familiar with, 
Craig Courtney, William Powell, and Mark Hayes. Oh, any uh, Lennon and McCartney? Oh, they're not American. That's cool. But this is a classic sponsor, so I think they're going to be- You're saying just, Lennon and McCartney isn't classics? Well, it's not like classics in the sense of- Classical. Like, classical. Got yeah. it. Got it. So uh, Mozart's going to- There's going to be a piece from Mozart, uh, all sorts of stuff. Even, I think, a little piece from uh, the Hosanna. Hosanna, Hazan. Hey, and you know the uh, Southern Arizona Arts and Cultural Alliance- how about a twenty dollar ticket? Saka, 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 Saka. Too many cuz there, Fred. They, how about a twenty dollar ticket to the symphony? Just, just so you know, you're behind. I've already started with Bloody Maria. Uh, you did? Yeah, you told me to bring Bloody Maria. So Bloody Maria's for Doctor Ru- Ruiz. How, where's my Bloody Maria? Well, you weren't here when I started the show. <laughs> I was outside waiting for him to come in. All We're right. still bless you. We're still uh, we're still waiting, folks. So hopefully, uh, Doctor Ruiz. Finds his way down here to the little studio. but Did you leave a note? Southern Arizona Arts and Cultural, at, uh, he's got my cell number. So my cell number goes off. That means he's downstairs waiting for us. Cool. The uh, $20 tickets to the symphony, courtesy of Saka. We're talking about Brandenburg, Juniper, and more points of interest. Moonstruck, Schumann and Schmidt. So uh, that is going to happen Friday, February 5th, this coming Friday. It's St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church. I used to go so to St. Andrews. That'll be a good one. You used to sing at St. Andrews, didn't you? I did you? sing at St. Andrews. That's right. That's why I don't go there anymore. Well, they asked you not to come around yeah, anymore? Yeah, they essentially said, Because your Fred, singing was not uh, singing we, enough? You know, we, you love Jesus, I love, we love Jesus, but go love Jesus somewhere else. <laughs> that was essentially the message. That's beautiful. How about the Tucson Job Crawl? Tucson Job Crawl 2016, University of Arizona Students. And recent grads connect with Tucson's most innovative companies. Are you looking to hire local talent? Well, contact the folks at Startup Tucson. Um, and if you are looking for a job in the high-tech industry, or you are an uh, employer in the high-tech industry, this is happening at uh, March 23rd from 4 to 6 at General Benz. So give Courtney at Startup Tucson a uh, email. Send her an email to get more information on that. So these guys, Startup Tucson, they are doing a lot of stuff You know here. our buddy Tony Ford's over at Startup Tucson, and, and that guy. Tony Ford from the X-Maker House? Yeah, he's he's actually one of the uh, the uh, Startup Tucson gurus now. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Maker House was just a little deal for him. He's, I mean, he's just, he's a big wig. Oh, no, I don't need olives. I'm not an olive guy. Well, maybe these, olives, maybe these olives aren't for you. No, I saw your hand motioning to put those olives back they're away. They're fancy olives. Yeah, they're blue cheese stuffed olives. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. Sorry. Not an olive guy, but thank you. And then, of course, folks, don't forget we're halfway through the cognitively based compassion. Ooh, thank you, Fred. That looks pretty tasty. Mmm. That's good. Fred, you're a little mixologist over there. Ooh. Hey. I, I don't I don't uh, take my Bloody Maria's lately. No kidding, that's very very tasty. Who told who taught you how to make that bad boy? Uh, Jeebus did. Jeebus. What's Jeebus? You've never heard that joke? No. So, so okay, this is a little bit of a story. So on The Simpsons, um, oh there, here we there's go. There's a PBS, Colonel Mike. This no, one's for you. There's a PBS fundraising drive. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, so Homer's sitting there watching some great PBS show that suddenly gets inter- interrupted by the, uh, you know, the breaks where they sit there and say, 
you're not going to see that show again until we get another thousand dollars in the coffer. <laughs> <laughs> and so Homer calls up and says, "Hello, I would like to donate ten thousand dollars." And it's Betty White. She goes, "Oh, we just got a, a ten thousand dollar donation from a Homer J. Simpson." <laughs> and so the the Muppets, like Big Bird, and like some of the chefs and Betty White are like chasing Homer trying to get the money out of him. <laughs> and he ends up take, getting sanctuary at the church with uh, Reverend Lovejoy. So Reverend Lovejoy like, sneaks him out of the church, puts him on a plane to to be a missionary. And he goes, but I don't even believe in Jeebus. <laughs> and then the plane takes off and he says, And crashes in a mountain. No, the plane takes off. He goes, help me, Jeebus. <laughs> so Homer becomes a missionary and he teaches the natives how to set up a casino. Oh, my God. I don't even believe yeah, in so Jeebus. teaches the natives how to set up a casino? Yes. Oh, Fred. <laughs> All right. Conversations on compassion still going on at La Quintana Shopping Center. Uh, you want to get out there because uh, there's only a couple. Uh, there's, I think there's three left. But this uh, this week is climate, environment, and compassion. So that'll be a good one up at La Quintana, brought to you by the folks at The Core at TMC. Nice. Uh, oh, by the way, folks. This first part of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by the good folks at TucsonHappenings.com. Oh, yeah, by the way. I Did you already said, say that? Yeah, when you were here. I was here. I was just downstairs goofing around. Ah. So uh, don't forget Centurion Party downtown this year, May 7th. We're going to be. Uh, Dude, seriously, you should find a new venue. Downtown. Congress and I-10, where they end the the finale for the All Souls, All Souls procession. procession, right? The finale for the All Souls procession. That's going to be the site of the Centurion Party this year. So, are and, you going to have a big urn that we can burn things in? No, but we're going to have a lot of superheroes because this year's theme is Comic Con. Very nice. Uh, it is going to be very fun. So, get out there. All the proceeds are going to help support Big Brothers and Big Sisters very nice. of Southern Arizona. Very nice. So start making your costume because it's going to be a great time. We expect a boatload of people dressed up like superheroes and zombies and... Isn't it like 6,000 of your of your uh, closest friends? It should be about 6,000 of your closest friends. Yeah, that's going to be cool. So tickets are available today. Check out uh, or give me a call. I'm happy to sell you Centurion tickets. And uh, and then next, we've got uh, the Smoking Showdown is coming up in June, June 4th, the second annual Southern Arizona Smoking Showdown, uh, a gathering of Tucson's greatest barbecuers. This year's protein has not been announced yet, but I'll tell you, I think it's going to be pulled pork. So that'll be awesome. Really? It'll be downtown as well. Really? Yep. Delicious, delicious. So who's going to be competing? Uh, you know, we, we've sent out the invitations. Other than the guys that won it last year, you know, the Chillin' and Grillin' folks, Eric Jacobson and his crew at Chillin' and Grillin' won the People's Choice. Yeah. And uh, the folks at Acacia, Chef Albert Hall, he won the judge's choice. So uh, we're going to, I mean, we're going to invite Rusty Truck and Brush Fire and all those guys. But, you know, you, you know, there's invite, a there's a bunch of new barbecue places here in Tucson, too. You should invite George Jensen. Well, George absolutely is invited. He just got a uh, a smoker. No, he's, friend. He's friend. been smoking like some stuff that's phenomenal. Well, he because he got his uh, medicinal marijuana license, right? No. <laughs> he didn't? No. <laughs> he got a smoker for smoking proteins. Oh, like very good for Georgie. Brisket and pork. Nice. And actually we're going to make our own bacon. 
Well, right now, because you can go to Costco and get, or you can go to any butchery. Yeah, butcher, butcher butchery is that what it's called? Butchery. A butchery. And uh, how, get, how long have you been drinking that Bloody Maria this morning? Well, you were late, <laughs> so I started early. So, so you can go to any butcher shop and get. You know, you can go to the sausage shop. You should go see Ken at the sausage shop at uh, um, Prince and get in like Fairview, a slab of mm-hmm. pork belly and make your own uh, bacon. Deliciousness, deliciousness. Yeah. So there's so stuff, so there's stuff going on on Fourth Avenue. Tons. Oh, okay. Stop, tons of stuff on Fourth. Oh, Avenue. we got to take so, a break. So got to take a break. I see there are over three here. Three <laughs> new love sculptures on Fourth Avenue. What does that be, mean, Fred? That are going to be promote or uh, presented. Uh, what is it when you dedicate dedicated? <laughs> What's it called when you dedicate something to somebody? Oh, it's uh, called dedicate. dedicate. So, Love on the Avenue is February 13th, which is a Saturday, the day before Valentine's Day. And we're going to have three new Love Lock sculptures. So, right now, there are five uh, wrought iron hearts on 4th Avenue that people can, couples can put a lock on to commemorate their love for each other. And then there's like a little slot. You put the key down the slot so the lock is there forever. You can't get it off. That's pretty cool. So, we're going to have, so right now, we have five heart shaped sculptures. We're going to have three new sculptures. Uh, one is sponsored by the Tucson Thrift Store. It's going to be a peace sign, which is very apropos for the avenue. Um, the next one is going to be sponsored by the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation, and it's going to be a big red ribbon, apropos for them. And the third brand new sculpture on 4th Avenue is going to be a sugar skull uh, a sugar actually, skull? Yeah, what is that? Sugar skull is the you know the Dio de los Muertos faces. Yeah, yeah. Those the are skulls. called sugar skull. Yeah, with the with the designs, the flowers. The, mm-hmm. That's a sugar skull. So and that's my design. That's so kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's your design. What do you mean I, your design? I designed it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. When did you become a designer of? Dude, I'm an artiste. Are you really? Yes. In what form and fashion? Uh, well, I'm a published photographer. Who published your photogs? Uh, AAA High Roads actually <laughs> published published my, uh, my my materials. Really? Um, okay, folks, we got to take a break. Well, I got more stuff. Hold on, but we got to take a break. All it's right. break time, and I know you got more stuff to to pitch. But we'll be back. We got lots more fun stuff, and hopefully a guest. You're on the Fred and Jeff Show. This bit of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff show. This is the Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred Ronstadt. And once again, my brother has ditched me. He's left. He's, he's gone. And so we're just sitting here. Ray and I are sitting here with our Bloody Marias, enjoying this Sunday afternoon, waiting for the snow to come tomorrow. But uh, we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. Rhea, say something because I need to take a drink. Uh, say something, something, something. How's your Blade Marie over there? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I like the olives. Yeah, okay. see, the, the blue cheese stuffed olives are make it just they make it much more special. Yep, they add like a little food factor. Oh, man. And I got to tell you something, folks. Even though this is a... Uh, a a Phoenix-based company. It's uh, the the mix I'm using is called Sting and Linger Zesty Bloody Mary mix, and 
The only place to get it in Tucson is going to the 4th Avenue Street Fair, which actually is happening this April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd on 4th Avenue. Uh, since Jeff isn't here, I'm going to take a full advantage of talking about all the cool stuff. 4th <laughs> Avenue talk. Going on 4th <laughs> Avenue. So uh, let's see. Uh, we were talking before the break about uh, Love on the Avenue. We're going to have three new Locks of Love sculptures uh, presented uh, on February 13th. On February 20th, we're going to have another uh, in a series of antique swap meets over at the Creative Ventures Parking Avenue or Parking Mall. Uh, which is, it was great. We had about 15 vendors last time, and they had, like, some really, really cool stuff. Really? Yeah, including uh, antique lighting fixtures, like old street lamps, you know, the, the glass and the and the, the Where they were use, actually used gas to light them up? No, no, they, I mean, more contemporary than that, but, but they were pretty cool. And, uh, and, and the guy actually... Uh, you know, you you buy it for whatever you know, where the price is, and then he guarantees he wa- rewires it so it works. Really, guarantees that it works. Yeah. Where was this at? At the antique swap meet on Fourth Avenue. Oh, this is the one you guys had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but we're having another one coming up on February twentieth. Same guy going to be out there with his antique lights? I believe he is. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I know he is. Is um, he making these to look antique, or is he actually going out and finding he's them? He's actually going out and finding these lamps. One of, one of the the uh, lights he had was really cool. You could tell. Uh, it was part of a string, you know, string lights. Uh-huh. Uh, it had a little hood on it and uh, a glass bulb uh, from France, mm-hmm. that you, from Paris, actually, that you they used to use along the streets hmm. uh, to light the streets of Paris. Now, does he have any of the old Tucson street lamps? He did not have any Tucson street lamps. Whatever happened to all those? Um, I, think, I think... When they pulled them out to widen streets and do stuff like that, what did they just kind of throw them in the garbage? No, I or? think they all ended up at Jim Riley's house. Jim that's, Riley's house. That's my theory. That is hilarious. That is my theory. So, uh, Fords on 4th is coming up March 13th. And actually, this is down the line, but I'm so proud to let people know that we've been working with the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation. What are you doing over there? Oh, don't worry about it. Well, uh, Joaquin is calling. Oh, well, how am I calling that line? <laughs> Anyways, we have been, uh, we're very proud to announce very proud to announce that the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation has moved its Jello, its Jello event to Fourth Avenue. <laughs> so Jeffrey's negotiating on the phone right now. Uh, the last thing I have, Jeffrey, while you're talking, is that the Pima County Library System has the, a thing called One Act Culture Pass. So anybody can go to several of our libraries, including the main library, and check out tickets to wonderful events. Well, because it's been going on, it goes on week after week after week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get tickets for Arizona Opera, Arizona Theater Company, the Jewish History Museum, Tonochul Park, Tucson Botanical, oops, sorry, Tucson Botanical Gardens. It just goes on and on and on. No, see, this is the thing. I'm not drinking enough. Not drinking enough. Oh, that's that's actually that's my problem. So, I, you know, for a while there, I thought we were going to have to do this whole show just, you know, our listeners getting to know you and I much better. Oh, by the way, what? Happy birthday to my buddy Lamont Hunley. Oh, it's Lamont's birthday? Yep, it's Lamont's birthday. That guy definitely owes us twenty bucks. What? <laughs> he was one of our sponsors back in the early days. Yeah, but he gave us he gave us a ton of stuff to give away. No, he didn't. 
he gave us like heart rate monitor. He gave us one. Well, that's because we only gave one away. <laughs> <laughs> I think we pocketed the rest. Oh, did we? Oh, mom got one, I think. Oh, did she? I think so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, so tons of stuff going on out there. We haven't even touched um, the uh, Gem and Mineral shows going on right now. Oh, those guys owe us a lot of money. Tons of stuff going on at Gem and Mineral shows. You know, and this is, a, this is the interesting thing about the, the Tucson Gem and Mineral show is it's not just one show. There's like 40-something shows that are going on right now uh, across the community down at, at uh, TEP Park on Ajo, all around the downtown area. Um, just tons and tons and tons of people. And it's not just gem and mineral. There, there's like beads. There's fossils. There's, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Tons of stuff. I love it. I love it. So we, so we haven't even talked about the gem and mineral show. We haven't even talked about the new season for, for the, uh, the FC Tucson or, is coming up. Well, yeah, and, and well, the PGA tournament's coming up. The PGA tournament, yeah. The, the conquistadors are out there raising money for kids. Yeah, the rodeo parade. In the the rodeo, yeah. Tucson's Major League Rodeo's coming along. And actually, they just announced the uh, the Grand Marshal for the rodeo parade. Oh, yes, Fred, share with everyone, because you were there. I know you were there. I was there. I couldn't get out of the office because, you know, we're right at the end. We were right at the end of Obamacare 3.1. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, share with everybody who the the parade marshal or the grand marshal for the parade is going to be. Well, I'll tell you, it's not me. Jesus, Fred. You know that that's that's kind of quasi on my bucket list to be the grand marshal of the parade. Yeah, who wouldn't want to be the grand marshal? What? Of the parade? Okay, but what have you done? Nothing really. Well, then how do you expect to be the grand marshal of the parade? Well, because I I think they should give it to me. Oh God. <laughs> This is the problem with society today. Yeah, see that we feel entitled to things that we're no, not. No, no, I don't feel entitled to it. It's not you like you just I, said a minute ago. No, I just want it's. I want it. Oh, okay. It's not like I feel I'm entitled to it. Okay, got it's it. It's just something I want. Got it. Got it. Got it's it. It's like you know, I want a Bloody Maria, and luckily I have one in my hand. There you go. You I know, want- you're going to get an extra one today too, because our uh, our guest today. Dr. Joaquin Ruiz. Yeah, I know. It's sitting right here in front of me. Who is the dean of the University of Arizona College of Science. That I already poured for him. Is at home sick today. Ah. And he's calling us from his sick bed. Well, you know, medicinal agave would have helped him out tremendously. I agree. And on top of that, he's probably all hopped up with uh, NyQuil or something. Oh, yeah. So we can take advantage of him. (laughs) Good morning, Dr. Ruiz. Good morning. How are you? Good. We're sorry to hear that you're feeling a little under the weather today. That's okay. I'm so glad that I was able to call in and uh, that this is working out. Yeah, it's working out good. So you guys have got a huge deal going on right now, brought to you by the University of Arizona College of Science, Raytheon, Ventana Medical, and Vantage West Credit Union for a, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to lessen it by calling it a global warming summit, but, but give us a, give us, you know, tell our listeners what you guys got cooking? Sure. You know, we, uh, we have this event uh, called the College of Science Lecture Series. Uh, we've been doing it now for uh, 10 years. This is our 11th year. And each year we choose a topic of importance and we go through it in five, six, sometimes seven lectures which uh, are usually Mondays or Tuesdays at 7. This year, it's on Monday night. That's at 7 o'clock. 
And the lectures are all about, uh, indeed, global climate change would be sort of the moniker. The, the name of the lecture series is called Transformed Earth because we now have enough evidence that, in fact, uh, we are transforming our Earth. So the first lecture was last week uh, by a woman, Joellen Russell, and she described what the oceans do with respect to global climate change and how important they are. And amazingly enough, Centennial Hall had, was packed uh, we had about. Hey, Joaquin, we got to take a break. We're going to come back with more here on the Fred and Jeff Show. So stick around, folks. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Dun, dun, dun! This is actually the first segment that he was actually in studio to begin the show with. I know. I was downstairs waiting for our guests. <laughs> and and we are celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. And we are inviting people to visit us at fredandjeff.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And even send me a bottle of Eredoro Reposado. I'll give you the address later in the show. No, you won't. Yeah, okay, here it is. P.O. Box <laughs> 2446, Tucson, Arizona, 85702. Make it out to Fred. Fred and his brother, Jeff. No, just to and if you And if you're not a tequila guy, send him some bourbon, because I like, I like the, uh, the brown liquor. No, so, just pour that on the street. We're here today talking to great friend of the show, Dr. Joaquin Ruiz, the Dean of the University of Arizona College of Science. Good morning, Dr. Good Ruiz. Morning. And we, don't forget the mezcal. That's also a magical drink. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> mezcal is a magical drink. We have plenty of mezcal stories, Joaquin, but we'll leave those for another show closer to the holidays. <laughs> so, Joaquin, during the break, well, let's get back to the original point you were making um, before sure. we had to cut you off. Um, you guys have the, the, the College of Science is putting together a lecture series. Yeah. And this go-round is the Transforming Earth. Right. And uh, just, uh, the, the, so the first lecture was last Monday. We had between the people that showed up in Centennial Hall and those that listened to it uh, streamed, we had about 4,000 people listen to the lecture, which is... That's fantastic. I'm so, I'm so proud of our community that uh, they're so interested in... Uh, and what goes on. But t t tomorrow, for those that are interested, um, the second lecture is going to be by a gentleman named Bati last name Batisti, and he's going to talk about uh, how the atmosphere is changing because of uh, global because of CO2, how it's heating, how, how its circulation is changing, what that means to its interactions with the ocean, and what that means with respect to cl the overall weather. And importantly, he's also going to talk about food safety and security, how all of this is going to impact uh, where food is grown, uh, where food is not going to be able to be grown, because a hammer of global climate change in the end is water. It's either too much water or too little water. And uh, that's what's going to be tomorrow at 7. I hope to see both of you at, the, at Centennial Hall. Yeah, absolutely. But here's it, it's going to be fabulous. And if I understand correctly... You flew this gentleman in from Washington. He's from the University of Washington? That's right. And so is this the first time you've brought someone else outside of your, your group at the U of A in to speak? No. Um, we, we've had uh, really sort of luminaries come once in a while. So if there's somebody that's really special that fits the theme, 
Uh, we've had them. We had Kurzweil, famous guy that now everybody hears about because he's a chief scientist of Google. Uh, he came and gave a lecture, and uh, we've had we've had maybe maybe one uh, or less than one. In other words, in the eleven times that we've had these lecture series, we may have brought about five people. So they have to be pretty special because we have really amazing faculty on our own. Absolutely. So here's my question. I'm having a conversation with my buddy Tom Miller the other day, uh-huh. and Tom does not believe that humans are re- are responsible for global warming. Right. Fred, what was the term that he used? Anthropomorphic. Anthrop- uh, and, and Joaquin, we had you on the show not too long ago, right. and, and you said that the evidence is quantifiable that the right. earth is getting warmer. Right. But what, do we really know what the cause is? Sure. Look, um, as I said uh, last Monday when I introduced the whole lecture series, um, there is no, there is absolutely unquestionable evidence that the Earth has changed its climate on its own. Uh, the Earth in the past, we have record in the, in, the, in the geologic record that it's been frozen like an ice ball. We also have evidence that it's been warmer than it is now. When the dinosaurs were milling around, it was way warmer. We know that again because of what we can see in the, in the record. In each case, there's a correlation with CO2. In the past, the CO2 uh, had to come, obviously, since there were no humans doing anything, uh, had to come from volcanoes or, uh, or from deep ocean upwellings. Or, and there are lots and lots of uh, pro- proposals and lots and lots of evidence of where CO2 can be done naturally. What makes this, this one so very different is the rate of change how quickly it is happening. It's not because of tectonics or volcanoes or upwelling. Uh, we, can, we can measure the CO2. We can measure how quickly it's been rate, uh, changing. We can correlate it with uh, humankind. We can correlate it with uh, the Industrial Revolution. So, so we have a correlation. We have a rate of change. But and we fundamentally- wait, wait, wait. Because this is, you know, the, you can't say that correlation is causation. No, no, that's right. So that's where I'm going. So, so lots of things in science are a, a confluence of observations that go to the same point. In this particular case, there's a correlation, which is not causal, absolutely. There's, there's, there's a rate of change. In other words, we can measure the CO2. We have a record of CO2 that we can correlate it with human activity. And we know fundamentally how CO2 operates in the atmosphere and how it warms it up. So we know that the CO2 is a cause. There's no doubt about it. And we know the rate of change that, has, that the CO2 is increasing with now. And there's no geologic evidence or there's no geologic anything that can correlate with the rate of change uh, of CO2 today. So it's, it's, it's unquestionable. That's why the whole scientific com- community agrees with with it what the scientific community is debating these days is not that the co2 is not the cause and that we are basically pumping co2 into the atmosphere at an enormous rate what the what the scientific community is now debating are 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 the real consequences like what's going to happen in new york what's going to happen in in arizona in the next 50 years what's going to happen to the southwest is the drought in the Southwest going to continue or not because of what's happening with global climate change? Those are the debates that we're having. 
we're not having debates about humans causing it or not. That's history in, in the scientific community. But, but Joaquin, is there any evidence that, you know, the Earth is getting closer to the sun, further away from the sun? The Earth is on this, you know, this track that might have any cause of the warming as well? Yeah. Well, well, been, let me, let me there, add to that, is, too, because, the, the, you know, the, the, there is, uh, you know, in the, in the academic... Like, You've had too much have, tequila. I've had too much tequila. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my words are not coming as fast as I would like them. <laughs> But, you know, we've seen similar uh, temperature changes in other planets in, in, in the solar system that correlate to the increases, decreases of the temperatures of the Earth. And there's no human activity on any of the other planets. How do you know this, Fred? Where did I, you read this? I read. Read where, Joaquin, are you familiar with what Fred's talking about? Uh, no, but, but let me help Fred. I think what he's trying to say. <laughs> well, I, well, I, let, I, let me, well, let me, let me, let me tell you. This is this is sort of like he could go on forever. Very, this is this very, is like when our grandmother used to get stuck in that in that mode where she'd say K K K K. You no, she could no. stop couldn't stop saying K. Well, I, yeah, well, <laughs> I can't say I can't stop saying I can't stop talking. So this this is, I mean, you know, regardless of of uh, I mean, I personally believe cli- you know climate change is occurring. There's no question about that. I mean, when I was in high school, I remember, you know, the big fear was the, the coming ice age. And then it was, the, you know, global warming. I mean, it, it just goes back and forth. But it, I consider, the, you know, this sort of is an egotistical uh, notion of man that, that they can actually control something as, part, as big as the universe. Because you, you think about our solar system. And the dynamics of the planets moving around, the the effects of those bodies, the gravitational effects of the bodies, you know, sort of warping the orbits over time. Now, our solar system is part of a galaxy that's moving. Our galaxy is part of a universe that's moving. There's this massive dynamic element in in, uh, what's going on in the universe. And for man to say that they're responsible for something... Is like an ant saying that they're responsible for, you know, some global cl- catastrophic event. Now, that doesn't negate our responsibilities as human beings, as c- citizens of this world, to be responsible and good stewards. But I think it's kind of egotistical to suggest that we are that powerful to make a change in 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 the global, in the solar system, in in the galaxy. Oh, save me, Jeebus! <laughs> Well, I'm going to uh, politely disagree, and let me tell you why. Uh, we we understand the uh, the orbitals, uh, the, the orbits of our planetary system in particular, and, and in fact, the the sun has uh, has an obviously has an influence on on the climate of the Earth, and there's been an enormous amount of studies as to whether the sun is for it has a forcing effect on what's going on now. None of them have been positive. We also know that if you look back at, at the history of the Earth in the last 500,000 years, uh, there are, there's cyclicity in, in, the, in the climate of the Earth, uh, which is well understood. We've always known it. We've been able to measure it, and we've been able to correlate it with CO2. Uh, and interestingly enough, if you look at a graph that in the x-axis has time and in the y-axis has temperature, uh, it, it w- wiggles up and down, up and down, up and down, and then it hits around the 1950s, 
and it just takes off like a rocket. Mm. This graph uh, is what really began, it's one of the graphs that began the whole questioning about global climate change and humankind influence. It's the title that they gave, uh, and in fact, one of the authors of that graph is from our own tree ring lab, and it was called a hockey stick model because it just sort of was, depending on the scale you want to put in in the y-axis, it's sort of flat, even though it's wiggling, and then it just takes off, just like a hockey stick. What happened in the 50s to start that? Well, it's, it's earlier than that, but the, the Industrial Revolution is what seems to kick it in. But the industrialization that occurred right after the war uh, is like nothing else. So, so mankind is doing a variety of things that uh, is quite remarkable. There is no evidence in the geologic past of the amount of dirt that's been moved around on the amount, on the consequence on, on the atmosphere uh, that we have now actually on mass killings, uh, ju- just because of the way that we've created homes and so on, there's, a, there's, a bio, there's an extinction of species going on because there's less habitable space uh, in addition to hunting and all this kind of stuff. But we, we've changed the, the habitability of species and there's die out because of that. We are moving more dirt that you can imagine. Uh, we're changing the chemistry of the ocean. We're changing the chemistry of the atmosphere. So humankind has has done an amazing job at changing a variety of our biomes in a humongous way. So we are capable of doing that at rates that are faster than the rates that we observe in geology or rates that we observe in changes in planetary stuff. So that's hmm. where the that's where the the issue is. We we are quite amazing actually. All right, Joaquin. So we have to take a break and and our final break of the hour. When we come back. We want you to help us answer the question that every one of our listeners has, and that is, whether you believe Fred or you believe Joaquin, (laughs) what is it that we should be doing in our own little backyard of Tucson, Arizona? So folks, stick around because we'll be back with more here on The Fred and Jeff Show. This portion of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. Anytime you're ready, Fred. Oh, this is the Fred and Jeff Show. <laughs> <laughs> this is All Fred that in a bottle of Eredura, right, Fred? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I was, just, <laughs> I was listening to the show. I was waiting for something to happen. All right, this is Fred Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. And <clears throat> and you know, Fred, Yes. my buddy Tom Miller and I were talking the other day about <laughs> your love of tequila. Yeah. And what we've decided is you probably got to lay off it a little bit. You know, this is the first time I've drank it in, since Christmas. Really? Since Christmas Eve. Really? Yeah, I have. You know, it's funny. I love tequila, but I just don't drink a whole lot. Mm, that's good. I mean, I don't Drinking drink, in moderation is a good thing I for you. I don't drink a lot of anything. And now that you're getting married, you're going to have to lose a couple of LBs to slip into that tuxedo. Oh, I already got a tuxedo that fits. Oh, no. Yeah. Is it the one out of uh, Dumb and Dumber? Did no. you get the blue one or the orange one? No, no, no. Actually, I went to... Uh, I went... This is a great story. So, we went to... Uh, Tucson Thrift Store on 4th Avenue, and I found a gorgeous uh, morning coat. Hmm. 
perfect condition, just mm-hmm. used, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I'll be wearing. Very nice. Anything else? A pair of socks? No, I already have everything else. <laughs> so, and folks, actually, Charlotte found uh, at what's he at Hydra? She got her wedding dress. At Hydra. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Margot Sesco over at Hydra, one of our favorite people. Yep. Matter of fact, we should take the show on the road and go over at uh, Hydra and smoke a cigar and look at some leather. They don't have very little leather anymore. They, it's more like uh, they have retro vintage stuff now. A lot of great shirts. A lot of yeah, great so men's shirts. The, the dress that Charlotte got was a really, it's a white, uh, off white with uh, uh, black embroidery, like butterflies and stuff. Cool. Really gorgeous. Very cool. Yeah. So, folks, we're uh, here today joined on the telephone with our very good friend, Dr. Joaquin Ruiz, the dean, the highly decorated. One of the world's most utmost authorities hold, in science. Yeah, hold on a second. My, my olives fell, fell into my drink. My, I lost my olives in the Bloody Maria. And, folks, what we've been having today has been quite remarkable, I must admit, because here on one on one side of the ring, we have the Fred Ronstadt. No, no, no. Here. What, Please what, don't talk with your mouth full. Talk about Joaquin first. Okay. We have Joaquin Reese. Joaquin, could you just give our listeners an idea of a couple of the awards that you've won? Oh, I don't want to do that. See, just, he's so uh, humble, I just, Fred. I just, lo- I just love my job. Yeah, yeah, and you're fantastic at it, by the way. Thank Here's you. a humble, highly intelligent individual who's surrounded highly himself. Highly degreed. Highly degreed. Tons of experience. Tons, who's surrounded himself with the smartest people in the world. Right. And on the other side of the room, we have Fred. Yeah. Who is an executive director, ex of the 4th Avenue Street Merch Association, ex-city councilman, brother of mine, and I think you got a degree from the U of A, right? I have two degrees from the U of A. Oh, what was the second one in? Uh, public administration. Public administration, which makes you highly qualified to debate the issue of global warming with Dr. Ruiz. Yeah, because I get all my information from the onion. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, Joaquin, as he was eating an olive, by the way. So you got to give him a little credibility. Oh, now, now, the one downside against Dr. Ruiz is he's not a very good speller. Oh. Is that? One of Tucson's worst spellers would happen to... I'm, it's probably me. I'm probably oh, number one. God. Dr. Ruiz is number two. <laughs> as we did that Educational Enrichment Foundation fundraiser, and we were standing at the bar by the third round having cocktails because you couldn't remember how to... You didn't know how to spell the name of a Dutch dog. I know. I couldn't spell dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't spell like rough hewn or something crazy like that. So anyhow, so okay, so wait, I'm I'm going offline for a second because my headphones won't reach the olives. Oh, Hold good on, Lord. So here's the deal, Joaquin. Yeah. You guys at the College of Science, um, happily funded by Vantage West Credit Union, Raytheon, and Ventana Medical, have created this lecture series this year on the changing Earth. And if I'm not mistaken, the the folks that you can actually enroll with these lecture series, you can actually enroll at the U of A and get a credit. You go to all of them, you take a test in the end, and you get a credit from the U of A. Right. Okay. So it's so you're not out there telling folks what's not right. And oh, and so the information that Fred was spewing earlier from the Onion or wherever he got that from. Yeah. Um, and what you've been telling us about carbon dioxide and how the world is warming and how, you know, how mankind is really, you know, this is another thing we can blame on Hitler, because as you said <laughs> earlier, it's all started with World War II and we saw everything jump. So that's one. So we can blame global warming on Hitler. Have you ever seen uh, like uh, on on the Funny or Die, 
They have the the series called Drunk History. This is another one of your uh, re, of your resources, right? This is one. No, it's not no one of my resources, but I feel like this is like an episode. Mm. It where, could be Fred. Where I, I give my perspective after <laughs> drinking some Bloody Marias. <laughs> so, so Doctor Ruiz, what is it that folks here locally can do? Because you know, one person can make a difference. I truly believe that. Right. What is it that folks locally can do to stem the tide? of whether they believe it or not, simple things that will make the world better that we can do just here in our own house. Well, that's that's great because, you know, um, it, it is important because in the case of global climate change and uh, the models that, uh, that the scientists agree on show Southern Arizona as a bullseye for the United States. Really? It's, yeah. It's going to get it's going to be the warmest uh, uh, of all. And it's going to be the driest of all. And this is so, even going to happen when California falls into the ocean. That's right. There's, After the... that's independent of all of that. We so so what's going to happen, of course, is that what you so rightly uh, proclaim, and that's the beauty of our surrounding and how beautiful a place it is to live, which I could not agree with you any more, uh, will change. Um, if if the if the rain patterns change and if it gets warmer the beautiful vegetation that we're all used to seeing is going to have to change to adapt to the new climatic conditions. Sure. So we are going to take it, take it in the shorts, as it were, when, uh, when this thing is, is fully done. So it is important for us not only to do it for, because it's the important thing to do, but if we actually love what we, the place we live in, it behooves us to, uh, to do something about it. And clearly engineers are trying to figure out how to, get CO2 out of the air and put it on the ground or make rocks or make anything. The problem with any of the models in which they're trying to get CO2 out of the atmosphere is that it takes more energy. That, so therefore, if you, if you need more energy, you're, you're actually pumping more CO2 out. So, but the engineers are busily trying to figure this out. And of course, the other thing that the engineers have, have so dramatically done is, is work on automobiles that are much way more efficient and on, uh, on ways of producing electricity that do not require burning uh, coal or or CO2 or gas or whatever. So, uh, as it's always the case in these things, I think uh, just like uh, moderation in drinking, moderation in using resources is the is the thing we should all be worried about and trying to do. So, efficiency in cars, uh, efficiencies in uh, in in appliances that you buy. So, if you can't afford to to put solar in your house, you should at least be efficient on, on how you use uh, electricity. 50% of the CO2 that goes into the atmosphere basically comes from power plants, and 50% more or less comes out of vehicles. So what about globally. the whole cow thing? Was that baloney? That, that's methane, and uh, that's not CO2. Okay. And methane, clearly the percentage of methane in the air uh, is something that scientists are beginning to w- worry about now. I mean, the thing is so complicated. I mean, if you, the reason that uh, global climate change has taken a bit for everybody to agree on is because there are all kinds of things that people have to worry about. As you well said, the forcing of the sun, well, we have to think about that. Clouds, if you have lots of clouds, that actually uh, cools the earth. We have to think about that. 
um, methane, where it's coming from, how much it's coming out, out of, we think we have to think about that. So the variables are enormous, and we've been whittling them down one by one. Ten years ago, we had a lecture series uh, about global climate change, and at that point, it was remarkable the difference in our knowledge in 10 years uh, to what we have now. So going back to your original question, I would just say think sustainably and um, try not to use resources that you don't need to use. Yeah, be, uh, be a good steward. That's it. Be a- awesome. All right. So we're going to, uh, Dr. Ruiz, we're going to remind everybody that the lecture series is tomorrow and it runs for the next couple of weeks. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And folks, uh, get down there and check out the lecture series, and we'll see you here next week on The Fred and Jeff Show with more of your great neighbors. So come on back. And tequila. This portion of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.